While my feminist echo chamber is amazingly cathartic, it lacks utility. If we want women's lives to improve, shout out to my shiro, Liz Plank. We need to help men understand what the hell we are talking about in this echo chamber so there can be more empathy, more understanding, which can lead to true behavior change. We'll cover things like loneliness, gender roles, all things masculinity, vulnerability, and more. Come with us as we go beyond the echo chamber, one conversation at a time. Welcome to episode three of Beyond the Echo Chamber. Have I told you how big my family is? I have five siblings with a 16-year difference between the oldest and the youngest. I am kid number five, born four and a half years after my brother Joe, who is on this next episode of Beyond the Echo Chamber. Let me tell you about Joe. He's hilarious. We used to sit in front of a mirror and make the ugliest faces we could. That was fun for us. So you can understand why I'm a little weird. In addition to being incredibly witty, he is also a deeply feeling person who pours his heart and soul into everything he does. And what does he do? He's a musician, an artist, an actor, a writer, probably other things I'm forgetting. Sorry, Joe. He's currently in a 90s alt rock band that plays in the St. Louis area called Zero to 90. We'll link everything in the show notes. He just debuted his original band, Freedom Man. All right, so I mentioned I have five siblings. I'm lucky to say that three of them are sisters. Hashtag blessed. Love them. Two are older, one is younger. When Joe saw the Barbie movie, he texted all three of us in all caps. He was shook from that movie, y'all. So I asked him if he wanted to chat about it on the podcast. And so here we are. Also, whoopsie daisy, I forgot to tell him the name of the podcast. You may or may not hear that in the episode here, depending on just if my shame actually caused me to edit it out. So we'll see. Finally, because this podcast is a legit side project for me, and I have never deemed myself a techie, not in any way, shape, or form, we only recorded with one mic instead of the two that I have because I couldn't figure out how to get it all hooked up, even though I had done it before, okay? Um, So the sound quality was like good enough, but any of you audiophiles out there, just please set your judgment aside for this episode. Let's go. I've got my brother here. His name is Joe. Hi. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. At the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How are you feeling about this conversation we're having today? I'm good. I'm excited about it. All right. Well, we're talking about the Barbie movie. Yeah. You've seen it. I have. How many times? At the theater once. And I want to see it again. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was a monumental movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know I had lots of thoughts and feelings about it, but I'm, I want to know what was your, we can do your hot take or what was your reaction? Cause I remember when you first saw it, I, you mm. were texting the mm. sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. there's by the way, me and then three sisters, um, about just how like lit up you were like on fire afterwards. Sure. So what yeah. was happening in that moment with you? Um, I just thought that 
it was finally something that needed to be said and it was just done in such a way to where it was so palatable and so entertaining you know um mm -hmm. and humorous visually stimulating and um and heartfelt didn't leave anybody out and um yeah i just i think it, it was a sign that humanity's in the right direction <laughs> One of the very small chinks of, of light, of, of, of hope, mm -hmm. but it was there, and I, I was really happy about that. Did it make you, did it change anything about the way that you think? Did it change any, any... Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it did, but, but I feel like I'm pretty well uh, evolved. <laughs> I, now, at least. <laughs> <laughs> These days? <laughs> These very current days. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. I, I I do. But, I mean, I can totally understand, you know, how it would offend uh, smaller men and uh, men that just don't want to open up their minds to being vulnerable, maybe, about their position in life and mm -hmm. um, willing, willing to take an L every once in a while, you know? Mm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I could totally see. You know, you see the you saw the backlash. We all saw that. But um, right. When you say like for men to take the L, can you talk about that? To understand what they've done throughout history, <laughs> basically at large, um, and what they continue to do. So, stepping back and reflecting. They could do better, and how they haven't been the greatest thing mm -hmm. that Earth has ever seen. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, yeah, so. that's very big. A big um, L. <laughs> that's a big L. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, and you're a man. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you're talking about like men as a whole. Right. Does this make you, when you're saying that, are you thinking like other men, or are you thinking? Oh, do you play? What part do you play in that? Um. Yeah, I mean, I am also a man who has faults and has faulted. So, yeah, it's, it's also about me, too. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and you said the movie has faced some backlash. So, yeah. like, I know my social media is very curated to be more feminist and women sure. about moms because that's right. who I am and it's also a lot of the stuff that I click on so it's just that echo chamber hence the name of the podcast beyond right. the echo chamber okay. um I'm curious in it yeah. thanks yeah. thanks so much lots know. of iterations I don't, have I not told you the name I didn't know. <laughs> that's truly par for the course here to use a sports reference that I don't even really understand yeah. um for how it's been going today um how so in the backlash like were you hearing about the backlash in your own little echo chamber or did you hear about it from no other my echo people? chamber right now is like like vintage halloween pictures <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> pranks but i um i don't have i love this. i don't i don't have a whole lot of like i don't follow you know andrew tate or anything like oh, that that's a really that's good that's a step, and uh, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, just throughout mainstream media, you see, like, how, 
like that Ben Sherman kid reacted and burning Barbies and having I didn't even bother to watch the video, but I'm just like, come on, you know, th those kind of things. So right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you hear you hear all the backlash. Um, I didn't look into it, but yeah, you know what's going on. For sure. Well, it's making people uncomfortable because this is like the first movie that I can think of where a woman's experience is centered in the conversation mm -hmm. and it's almost like satired with Ken like oh, yeah. the whole like he's not he's not centered in this Barbie right. is the star and um it's that I think is what set a lot of people off is that like men especially are used to being centered in entertainment and right. in film and the mm -hmm. woman is like there as a little bit of a sidekick versus yeah. Does, did that, did you think of it that way or no? Is that a... Well, I mean, that was the point, I think, obviously. Um, I mean, there are, you know, plenty of movies where women are the center and like, you know, but unfortunately they're mostly action movies, <laughs> superhero movies. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, there's, there's other ones like recently like Tar with Kate Blanchett and stuff like that. So there's one. <laughs> Just Great, there's one. No, there's, there's the that, that tide has been changing. Thank I God. agree. I shouldn't. Yeah, I have, you know, by the way, I'm not no, like you're a right, movie you're right. uh, but person. This, this but yes. just blatantly puts it like in in that frame to where it's like, yeah, this is we don't need Ken. Yeah, he's, like he's, well, we he's, but we do. He's at the end, we all needed. We needed, you know, every, we need each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, okay. So was there a moment in the movie that was sticks out to you that was most memorable? I really liked when they were in uh, Weird Barbie's house and they they were introducing all the all the like like the just the sideshow type Barbies. I thought that was fascinating. I definitely went and looked up all of those Barbies when I got home. I was like, I can't believe there was like a sugar daddy Ken and like a boob growing Skipper. I was like, holy! I kind of remember that one from commercials. And, yeah, and it didn't register at the time. I was like, oh, that's weird, but. I know, maybe I didn't think it was weird, but when I saw it in the movie, I was like, that's fucking weird. It's really weird. Super weird. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. growing up Skipper, that's it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, that was definitely, definitely a, uh, just to see how far they could, just where they would push that, that product line. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and disturbing. And I, uh, also loved, and, uh, me and my girlfriend laugh about this, the whole, um, let me uh, let me play guitar at you for four hours, oh, because uh, sadly my girlfriend Stephanie has been the direct victim of such a, uh, behavior, <laughs> especially if I'm a little buzzed and I pick up the guitar, she's just like, oh no, <laughs> here we go. Okay, how many Ken. new songs are you gonna show me? Yes. <laughs> Is it Rob Thomas? It's that, you're that over and over. <laughs> I love that makes total sense yeah. that you two would relate to that oh, yeah. that whole scene. Yeah. That is, it's so funny it too. It's really That's funny. it's great. That's it's shit. great. The uh, there was something, I don't know that it's necessarily something I disagreed with, but it made me uncomfortable. And it's like just how feminine the movie is. Like mm. the the wearing of pink, and as you know, I'm pretty much wear, like I wear right now, wearing gray and like an olive green, but right. I'm usually in like black or yeah. it's very rare I think I might have like one pink thing in right. my closet mm -hmm. and so seeing like when I think of you know feminism I think it's well feminism is by definition a quality of the sexes and I think seeing so much pink 
felt uncomfortable for me because I think like the girlier you are, the more immature you are or the more um, you're just not going to be taken seriously. So I wonder how much of that potential either I've never been a pink person or somehow I have suppressed that part of me in order to be taken seriously. Yeah. Which... I don't know. That's probably some processing. I'm going to yeah. have to do my own. But, like, all of the pink, I was, like... Right. And now I, like... Like, the, the color of... Well, at least at this point of the podcast, like, my podcast art is pink. Oh. I never would have chosen that. Oh, wow. Did that happen subconsciously? Or... or... I was gravitating toward it because I was, like, oh, I want a fun, bright color. And then I was, like, who is this person? <laughs> I was, I'm a dark soul. <laughs> But I am a joyous person. Yeah. And enthusiastic, so like pink well, sort of goes with that. Pink vibe. somewhere down there. Yeah, there's pink inside <laughs> of me. Ferrera in the movie, her character's name is Gloria, does this monologue. Um, and that's been discussed uh, quite a bit as re- in reaction to the movie. I want to go through parts of it and just talk about it and see what you think Mm -hmm. um okay so the first part is it's literally impossible to be a woman you're so beautiful and so smart and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough like we have to always be extraordinary but somehow we're always doing it wrong you have to be thin but not too thin and you can never say you want to be thin you have to say you want to be healthy but also you have to be thin you have to have money but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane, but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. Yeah, we can go by those one by one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's start with the thin one. I definitely agree with don't talk about your kids too much. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Note it. Note it. I will not talk about my children. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Unless they're cute like your kids. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks. You have to be thin, but not too thin. Mm, Um, And you can never say that you want to be thin. Right. Um, you have to say you want to be healthy. Sure. Which is newer, actually. Yeah. I would say when I was growing up, it was more, um, no, actually, like, get lean, get right. be thin. Like, I was reading Cosmopolitan, uh-huh. and, like, truly everything was directed at. Yeah. Try to look like... Ten new ways to stay thin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, lose the weight. Lose right. the ten pounds. How uh-huh. do you get um, in shape for spring break? And I'm, I know that messaging is still out there. But now it's more around you have to be healthy. Yeah. Um, but also, like she says, you have to be thin. Right. So do you feel, because I've heard, you know, like the male version of the, there is kind of a male version of um, expectations on how your body should look. For sure. So like, I know how I react to that as a woman. How do you react to that as a man? Um, yeah. As far as like what we see online every day and the pressures of like, seeing guys that are all cut up on Instagram and like, you, you should do this. Calisthenics is all you need. You don't need a gym. You just need to yes. <laughs> dedicate every second of your life to fitness. <laughs> and uh, that's hard, you know? And I, was, I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't. Those are tough standards. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I can't imagine that's probably how it's always been for women. 
Yes. Most, mostly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy, I definitely want to look my best throughout my life. And I'm not, I'm not the one, I'm not the kind of guy who's just like, I'm just going to let myself go. And, you know, I've had months where I've done that and uh, regretted it because I had to work back, you know, to get back what I had harder. Um, But, yeah, there's unrealistic, unrealistic expectations um, for both men and women, you know, in the media. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's hard to maintain. And, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's pushed in your face every day. Yeah. Yeah. One area, cause I can totally understand how this, um, expectations of your physical appearance affects men as well. And like, there's this whole dad bod thing. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like, I've never heard of anybody being like mom bod. Yeah. You know? Like, ooh, look at that mom bod. <laughs> like, she's got a nice little muffin top on yeah. her. Right. Look at you. But like, dad bod is like a positive. Yeah, positive. Sexy thing. Uh-huh. Like people. Right. Oh yeah, he's positive got a dad bod. It's like, oh, and did you actually grow a child in uh-huh. your body? Right. No. Like what? What? Uh-huh. What? Right. That's the shit that he's got this a dad bod because he's lazy. He got lazy. Right. He just drank too much. Um, yeah. What's the beer on The Simpsons? Duff. 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 Duff <laughs> beer. I can just picture the bottle. That's yeah. Right. You have to answer for men's behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. Mm-hmm. So like the Me Too movement is a good example. Oh wow. Of this. Well, that's some extreme behavior. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's it's a more main it's extreme behavior and a more mainstream example just because that's what immediately came to my mind. Yeah, but yeah. what do you think? Do you see that? Do you see women having, yeah, well, like having to sort of I, strike that balance, but it's impossible? Right. Like for the thing that hit me first wasn't me too. It was like leaving dishes in the sink. Like that mm. kind of thing. Like, like, you know, that's something that my girlfriend doesn't, she's, she's got to think about that. And I work hard to, you know, make sure I, Put them in the dishwasher when I'm done. I do, and I, I've got I've actually learned that trait um, <laughs> since I've been you know staying with her a lot. And because uh, usually I just keep all my dishes in the sink till the end of the day, just let them soak. You know, because let's you know I, I don't know, just don't finish them. I don't take it to the next level. Mm. And uh, so you know, I never took it as complaining. It's just that's the way she likes things. That's the way that's her house. So I respect that, and um, I have no problem with uh, doing that when I'm under her roof. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, obviously there's the Me Too movement too. <laughs> but I agree. I, I went straight to like a big example, but yeah. you did something that's like in an, every, every cohabitating partnership sure. yeah. is the dishes. Like there's so many um, small things that could. That that's could, very symbolic. That I could, think. Yeah, that could end up being part of that yeah. scenario or that, you know, that, uh, that idea, that, that concept of women. Calling out behavior, but then it's complaining because it's not, you know, like leaving dishes in the sink all day is probably not good behavior. Mm-hmm. And I should probably change that. I'll do it in my apartment because I'm it's alone. Your, <laughs> yeah, your space. I was gonna ask you, like, right. did well, how did that look before? But I think you answered it. Like you let them sit in the. I usually do. Yeah. In the sink but, all but with day. Her, I mean, I'll, I'll clean them. I'll, I'll do what I can. Yeah. That's nice. That's uh-huh. really nice of you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the nagging that happens. I think, like, when I hear complaining, I think of when people are like, oh, she's such a nag because she's, like, asking him to do this and asking mm-hmm. the kids to do that. And it's yeah. like, well, if you just did it, 
who right. wouldn't have to ask yeah, you true, to true. do it. Right. But like I've never heard of men being accused of nagging anyone. Because I don't, yeah, I mean, are they the ones that, like say for instance, like the kid's room is a mess and the mom keeps continuing to ask the kid to clean it up and, you know, just like, mom, you're such a nag. Like, does the dad ever, you know, bring that up? You know, like, hey, clean up your room. I mean, so I guess it's just like who's taking on that role mm-hmm. of maintaining the, the order of the house. Typically the woman. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So, and it's So they become the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So next part, you're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful. Hmm. I'm going to stop there. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, I think um, I don't necessarily agree with uh, not trying to look your best uh, for the sake of others. I say try to look your best for the sake of yourself, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, if, if the other person or women or whatever can't uh, handle it, then that's something they have to deal with, you know, as far as their securities or insecurities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the pretty thing, um, I mean, this is so funny because I didn't plan this. I'm wearing like a turtleneck right now mm-hmm. and like that used to be my look was turtlenecks because <laughs> I felt like I needed to have my whole body covered up because lest <laughs> I show an arm and that arm either like is not sculpted which I don't think I'll ever have arms like that or I'm just showing too much skin then I'm it's not even that I'm I worry about being perceived as pretty but like being perceived as slutty oh mm-hmm. mm. which is a whole other yeah. like thing right. of, that I have to process yeah but like the being I don't know. There's, I think this one's hard because like the beauty industry and like I, I'm trying, this is, goes back to me being uncomfortable with all of the pink and the bright colors in the movie that I put that, I think in the same category as makeup and beauty. Mm. And like, I see those and I know this isn't true. This is the thing that I tell myself, the story I tell myself in my head is that those things are anti-feminist because they are, it's, it's, well, actually not the pink. I don't know. But like, the more we're required to wear makeup and like have our nails done and our hair always looking pretty and put together and polished feels very patriarchal to me. Yeah, for sure. Because men don't have to wear makeup. Like why do I have to spend any time in the morning putting makeup on my face? So lately, and I never did this, like I wear less makeup like than I, I, like I wouldn't even leave the house without having something on my face. And now I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Yeah, good. Like, 
I, but I had to get comfortable with myself sure. and like look at myself in the mirror and be like, I'm You a grew up with that. That's what you do before you go out. Yes. Painting up your face. Yeah. It's so part of the culture. Right. And I, I know that like people love makeup and I'm not, I'm not at all saying that that's a bad thing. I think yeah. like, I just don't want to feel, I don't love makeup mm-hmm. and I don't want to feel I feel pressured to have to put it on in order to look put together and because if I don't look put together I don't feel like I'll be taken seriously Mm. and that's the line of like be pretty but not too pretty like I can't be like this gorgeous knockout which is normally how I am yeah right right (laughs) (laughs) I and I also can't be this like you know person who looks like she doesn't take care of herself yeah, or like, isn't trying. Yeah, yeah, somebody who's just like... So it feels unwinnable. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's see. Um, find a way to acknowledge... What else is in here? Find a way to acknowledge that. But yeah, but on that, but on that, oh, on that, please. on that point, like, I can't, I can't imagine. Like, that would... I would, it would be... It's hard for me to leave the house as it is. Because <laughs> you're a hermit? Just because it's... Because the dishes. It's right, the dishes. <laughs> No, I, I just, it's just a hard, I, I have, sometimes I have trouble just like getting myself together and then like walking out of the door. You know mm. what I mean? Um, I can't imagine being like, oh, I got to fucking paint my face too. Totally. <laughs> that would suck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It is yeah. not time I ever want to spend. I would right. rather be like. Yeah. I don't. Sometimes I, I stay in the house for like two days straight so I don't have to shave. I don't have to, like, I don't have to look anybody until oh. I leave and then fuck, I look like shit. That's so. I could see how that's, an, like, analogous it's to the kinda, makeup. Yeah, yeah. It's not. As, I don't shave my face. Right, but it's it's not as. Maybe I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to your regimen. <laughs> um, no, I think um, there's definitely that. I mean, if I just stopped shaving, I would look like um, I've been in the woods. You know what I mean? I'd look like a mess, and then you got to keep everything clean and mm-hmm. and, uh, and sharp. I mean, there's an element of it, but I mean, it's just, that's just being, I don't know, presentable, maybe, but then, I don't know, I think, I think the whole women, have, you know, the, the culture of makeup is a whole other level, mm. you know what I mean, that, that's not, you know, just, uh, you know, shaving off the hermit face, you know what I mean, that's like putting on, like, a, a, a mask, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel for you, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks, that's tough. thanks for that, mm-hmm. I guess we could go through the rest of this, let me see, though. Yeah, you have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard, it's too contradictory, and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. Um, yeah, I feel that way too sometimes. Oh, I was like, really? Okay, that, that was like going to be my question is, do you ever feel that way? Um, I mean, there was, there was a lot in there. I'd have to look at that and read it and be like, I mean, there's, there's parts of that that I, I felt. I think maybe every human being has felt, you know what I mean, at times. with, with I feel like that's, that's, that's very circumstantial, all the stuff in that, what you just read. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can be circumstantial. Uh, that'd be tough if that's how you feel all the time. Um, and, uh, you know. I wouldn't want anybody to feel that way all the time because that's not true. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of human just elements in that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I related to all of that. It's not, because uh, I feel like I've been going on this, like, learning, I don't want to say journey because it's such an overused word, but right. learning journey right. of, like, accepting myself for who I am and not trying to be like other people and that's really hard because I'm I think I am a people pleaser and people pleasers want people to like them mm. and so that's that's been a, an unlearning thing for me that I've had to go through so listening to this I'm like it's not news to me but it very much like I wasn't shook by it I was like oh this is good and this will probably wake I'm not trying to sound like I'm self-actualized because I'm very much not. The idea that, like, um, how does she say it? I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. Yeah. I, that has been a struggle of mine my entire life and I didn't have awareness of mm. how much I needed to be liked by other people or accepted by other people and how mm. much of that translated to my self-worth like I needed external validation yeah, yeah. from people huh, okay. and now and I mean this has been more of a recent awakening being aware of that was the first step of like oh my god I'm a people pleaser yeah. I don't want to be a people pleaser right like I don't and so now I'm like trying to more unapologetically be myself but then being myself sometimes means that I don't fit in Sure. in certain places or I'm not taken seriously yeah. in certain places yeah. um, so I relate to like that part like yeah. the whole monologue but like especially that piece of people feeling like or that women feeling like we need to do all of these things in order for people to like us and I think what she's saying is that it's unwinnable right. we're never going I mean I'd love to see the day where like women are actually liked and appreciated by society but at this point, we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Mm. Like, yeah. you choose your career, what kind of person are you that doesn't want to stay home with your kids? You choose to stay oh, home with yeah. your kids and you're looked at down at upon because, like, yeah. what, are you just, like, wasting your life away caring for your children? Like, don't you want more to your identity? It's just, it's unwinnable, no matter which, which path you you yeah. choose and you're also breaking the norms of the past and that is mm -hmm. hard mm -hmm. especially when it's people very close to you and they're bearing down hard and they make little nudges and, and, and you know um, jabs at you about it all the time it's like um, mm -hmm. you know we're you know basically you're recreating culture mm -hmm. and uh, for the better I believe and um, that's where we're at. Thanks for being on here. Yeah. This is really great. No, Sorry thanks. about the technical. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Great. Right. So, um, same time next week. <laughs> yes. This will be, uh, we'll we're just going to use good therapy. Can we talk about my problems? <laughs> yes, of course. Coming next. All right, cool. I had to name this episode Femininity is feminist because I clearly didn't believe that prior to the Barbie movie or even this conversation with my brother. I think I'm still in this lean in mindset that women need to acquiesce to how men lead 
in order to be taken seriously. And I guess I've let that belief extend to women have to acquiesce to everything men do in order to be taken seriously. And that belief kind of sucks. It's led me to reflect on my own behavior. Do I wear black, gray, olive green, earth tones? Because dressing in bright colors makes me feel more immature. Do I tell people I hate shopping or do I avoid shopping because I actually hate it or because I don't want to be associated with something so feminine? That one I actually can already answer. I really do hate shopping. (laughs) Anyway, this conversation made me rethink what it means to be a feminist or be a woman or be feminine. And that I can wear black and gray and that does not make me more of a feminist than someone who loves shopping or makeup or the color hot pink. I mean, I even wore a pink dress to a wedding this weekend. So there you go. Barbie movie making an impact. And shout out to my friend Liz for letting me borrow her beautiful dress. So let's reflect here. Do you believe femininity is feminist when you think about how you present yourself and let's just narrow it in on your beauty routine are you doing all of these steps because you genuinely enjoy it you enjoy the process you enjoy learning about new beauty products or are you doing this because you feel like you need do all of these steps to be taken seriously or to be seen as attractive or accepted by society? How did you react to Gloria's monologue delivered by America Ferreira? Did it strike a chord with you or did you disagree with it? Was it old news when you heard it or did you finally feel seen and understood? Thank you for being here as we push ourselves beyond the echo chamber. Take care of yourself.